and welcome back to Unhinged Movie Misfits. I'm Kayla. And I'm Sam. And it's really cold outside. Um, today we're reviewing The Iron Claw and Anyone But You. I couldn't remember Anyone But You's name because it sounds so generic rom-com that you could just mix up. <laughs> he was like, we're reviewing The Iron Claw and No Hard Feelings. And I was like, no, we did that one already. <laughs> every, every rom-com's name you could just put into a hat and just like match it randomly to the story and scenario they have nothing to do with i kind of think that's how they come up with the titles yeah they pull it out of a hat yeah they just kind of ai generate the titles well you know who kind of sounded like ai in this movie sydney sweeney oh my god sydney sweeney was definitely written by ai she was written by an ai that someone typed in sydney sweeney from euphoria but in a rom-com and just like placed her into the movie the um i saw a review on letterbox that pretty much nailed it it said every scene before it 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 feels like she hatched out of an egg five seconds before the camera rolled (laughs) yeah and it's because like she just looks and blinks every single scene she just like looks and blinks and goes yeah and she looks like she hatched out of an egg. And then they put her back in the egg, and they're like, thank you, Sydney. And then they move on to the next scene, and then she hatches again. And I know she's a better uh, actor than this, because I've seen her. I think she can act. She's a good actor. So I do blame the director for that. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that it doesn't entirely hurt her performance. It kind of added to its stupid charm a little bit. A little bit. As yeah. the movie went on. Yeah. Maybe I just... You know, I think you just like boobs. Uh, maybe I just like boobs. I think you just like boobs. I'm not. Maybe I wasn't I as easily like charmed by this girl. one. Maybe, maybe egg hatched girl <laughs> is a thing. And uh, the the man in this, uh, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Uh, you have something that you say about how Glenn Powell looks, too. Glenn Powell looks like a copybara that made a wish to become a human. And once once you hear Kayla say that, it's impossible to look at this man. Like, I'm looking and not at, see a copybara. I'm looking at the poster right now. He just looks very square. He does. And, and copybaras look square like that. And they also poop square. <laughs> Everything about him is a square. So... That's it. We're done. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> so that's the end of the review. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, w- you will not be able to watch this movie without thinking that and thinking that Sydney Sweeney's a newborn chick. <laughs> if it it's was, just a newborn chick and her capybara boyfriend. You, you're really selling this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not meaning to. <laughs> but, um, honestly, it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. I gave it three stars. I'm going to be up front that uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. And I think that if you like rom-coms, if you like stupid rom-coms, you would probably like it more than me. Yeah, I'm not that... I just don't really like stupid rom-coms all that much, but it grew on me some as it went on. But I don't know. I guess I wish that it was raunchier. Yeah, it kind of sold itself as a raunchy. They're like, we're doing a hard R raunchy movie. The only well, the 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 nudity in it isn't from Sydney Sweeney. It is from um, what is this girl's name? Um, uh, is that it? No, 
Hadley Robinson, or am I thinking of someone else? I don't know. But no, 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 it was Mia Artemis. That her was nipples no. completely pointed towards the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a quick scene. And then the other scene of nudity was uh, a guy's uncircumcised penis tip being thrown at your face. Yeah. And that scene was actually funny. As dicks are. Dicks are funny. <laughs> they're, they're, when a dick is usually shown in a movie, it's for comic relief. And Cause, it, cause as look it at should them. be. You look at them. Because look at them. You know what? Yeah, I mean, everyone has an... Ex- maybe it's just me. Actually, me and a friend. Where the first time we saw a penis and we were like, is it supposed to look like that? That's what they've been hiding under there? Those That's, little anteaters? Those little anteaters? <laughs> it looks like a fucking... It looks like a weird little alien rod. You either got the anteater or you got the mushroom. Yeah, I mean, in either way, it looks like it's not supposed to be there. Yeah, so the only scene was some very um, Australian guy being like, talking about all of these Australian terms for his hog. I can't remember any of the terms he used. I can't remember either. But he's like, you know, my tallywhacker. My, he he didn't say tallywhacker. Tallywhacker is very UK. That's UK, yes. Yeah, they, they've... They've gone past UK now. Yeah. Sorry, any of our Australian listeners. Did not mean to offend. <laughs> don't don't make that mistake. <laughs> Fuck the British, but also sorry, any of our British listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this so this movie uh, takes place in Sydney. Yeah, Sydney and Sydney. Yeah, let's get that joke out of the way. <laughs> Ooh, okay, we got that out of the way. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so. The movie starts off with their little meet cute, and it actually was kind of cute. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was cute. Um, I think, so, one of the things that really pisses me off about uh, rom-coms is that the couple actually ends up being, like, literally toxic. Yeah. And usually, there's, like, when the third act breakup happens, it usually is mishandled in some way that you're like wait one of these people is actually toxic if not both Mm -hmm. and then they get back together and you're like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) but this movie doesn't really do that um i think that glenn powell's character you know he was they called him a fuckboy in the movie but he He wasn't himself yeah he calls himself a fuckboy but he wasn't really ben is his name ben and b her name was B. Mm. Yeah, spelled B E A. Mm. Like P, except with a B. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he wasn't really a bad character, and I appreciated that about the movie because he wasn't some douchebag that's like, oh, I, I'm going to recount my ways of being a fuckboy now that I found you. Like, no, he, he really wasn't. Um, just what happened in the movie was they didn't really have a one night stand but they had a little meet cute and they fell asleep at her play at his place and had a cute little time and then she sneaks out without saying anything and that hurts his feelings and then she's sne- tries to sneak back and then he's trying to act all macho and manly for a, a friend of his and he's like oh i didn't like her blah 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 and he over she overhears that so that's their little misunderstanding mm-hmm. and then she's like fuck that guy and then they run back into each other later because their friends are acquaintances. Their friends know each other. 
Well, it's her, her, it's sister. her sister. Yeah, her sister her... is getting married to one of his friends. Yeah, so that's how they meet up again, and they're like, "Oh, it's that person who is a bitch or something, right?" Mm-hmm. So that's where their animosity is. So it was from a misunderstanding that feels kind of real, you know? It didn't I guess. feel didn't feel completely forced. I don't know. I wouldn't have snuck back out. I'd have been like, hey, hey, what you I'm saying right here. <laughs> yeah, I know you would have. <laughs> but uh, it didn't feel as bad as other rom-coms. Um, Kayla, Kayla, it took Kayla a while to like get into the rhythm of this movie. Yeah, I mean, the humor just wasn't hitting it at first for me. I don't know. Once the humor got dumber, I was okay with it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we were having a conversation. We saw this on New Year's Day. Uh, we were having a conversation that night slash day about like the origins of movies and like movie film theory and film history. And I was like, Oh, what's the film history and origins of rom-coms? And we were like, Oh, it's, um, uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. But I actually forgot. It's goes further back even before movies. And the real origin is Shakespeare. Right. And this movie makes it very clear that it is basically an adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. It is pretty upfront about that because it says... It there's like, a bunch of Shakespeare references. There's a bunch of Shakespeare references. And probably my favorite parts and best parts in the movie are where... So, you know, much if you, if you know Much Ado About Nothing or have seen the many, many, many rom-com adaptations of it, like, what was that one with Julia Stiles? Oh... Um, Ten Things I Hate About You was that oh, one? Yeah, that one's. Is I that actually one? like that movie. Yeah. Okay. That's so, actually one of the few rom coms I like. And there's a number that have adapted. I think this is this is a story that gets adapted every decade, if not seven years. Every like, every generation. Every has generation it. has a version of it. So you know this story. I mean, it's Shakespeare. You know, he was stealing. He was stealing his shit too. You think he made that shit up? No. <laughs> He was also stealing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know you know it, and at least it lets you know that it knows it, you know? Uh, like, I had to explain to somebody the other day that um, the Lion King is Hamlet, and they had a heart attack, so... <laughs> like, <laughs> everything's based on something, you fuckers. <laughs> so, it's upfront about it. They make clear references, and some of the clear references that I thought were the best in the movie is m- much like in the story they the people around them are trying to hook them up mm-hmm. like i don't even there's no spoilers in this no spoilers like hey spoilers they get together at the end in the rom-com movie spoilers like yeah it's a rom-com on. you can you, you know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah and it's uh it's an adaptation of a story you already know you already know <laughs> so uh you know their family and friends try to manipulate them to get to getting together and some of that much like in shakespeare is done through uh faked conversations that they are trying to have one of them over here yeah and those parts were funny because they were silly and goofy and over the top yeah and the best parts were um like the older british guy and his friend and like the older britishy guy roger he actually kind of you know had kind of the shakespeare like um what's it called the 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 cadence the rhythm down i am at pentameter yeah he had that down so they like had a, a few bits that i'm like oh if the movie did more of this it could have been more than just a disposable rom-con could have been like actually interesting right but the rest of the movie just you know 
I would say the characters had chemistry. They were cute together. Yeah, I mean, Capybara and his freshly, uh, newborn, freshly chick. newborn chick. <laughs> yeah, if that sounds cute to you, you'll <laughs> like this movie. Uh, I don't think there's much to go through this movie beat by beat. Uh, you know, uh, three stars. Uh, anything else you want to say about any specific scenes? Um, uh, no. no, I mean, like, so much of it is just is just generic, like... I don't know. I Specific wish- jokes, and they sing. What's the song that he has that they sing? Oh, a little musical uh, thing. Natasha Bedingfield. It's a not. It's a Natasha yeah. Bedingfield song. No one else can feel the rain for you. Song. Yeah, I don't know. Feel the rain on your skin. Yeah, no one it. else can feel it for you. Hey, we're on Spotify. They can listen to that. Yeah. We can play it. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. They, they play that it. song like five times. They have like a musical it's a, number. It's a serenity song. Yeah. Oh, oh, one of my, I will say one of my favorite jokes in the movie is, uh, you know, he's obviously a very buff man and obviously she's very fit female. And there's like a part where they have to swim to something and he's starting to get tired and she's like, you're, what she say? You're, uh, you're you're hot girl buff. You're hot, hot girl, girl fit. You're hot girl fit. <laughs> and they keep running with that joke multiple times throughout the movie where he gets winded because he's just like buff, but he's actually out of shape. Yeah, he can't run or do anything because he's just buff. And that was uh, that was actually a really good joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. That one was, that one was funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing pissed me off. Like all of the supporting characters also felt really off acting wise. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why maybe the Shakespearean stuff would have helped more if they leaned more into it. Uh, these uh, white people, uh, well, I guess I can't call it, the whole movie. It, it's like it's like so his friend and like the the couple that's getting married. They're at a wedding. The and the couple that's getting married. It's a um, interracial lesbian wedding. And if it wasn't for like part of the family being black, I would have just been saying white people through the whole movie <laughs> because everything they do is so like rich white people shit. Yeah. And I'm like, white people, but then, you know, I'm like, oh, they did this just so I could not say that. Oh, goddammit. But one of the white people things they do is, like, he basically uses the Coast Guard as a taxi service. Yeah, that's me in Animal Crossing whenever I can't finish a puzzle, and I'm like, help me. You know, like, that's it, I'm drowning. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, you know... Uh, you've seen everything else from the trailers is pretty much the funniest parts is them stripping off their clothes and koala bear. <laughs> the koala bear the was koala funny. bears are so stupid. I Such love a koala bears. Owl. Stop it. They are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're, so, they're like the world's stupidest animal. I know. Why are they alive? <laughs> because we keep we keep staring at them so cutely and we, we keep breeding they're them. They're like, I'm only going to eat this one plant that I can't even digest. Yeah. Uh, we need to help them evolve. <laughs> they, they get chlamydia. They're just like full of sex they're full of sexual transmitted disease and they god fuck koalas okay anyways i mean that i know some girls that are full of sexual diseases too and and, 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 and eat things and that they can't digest <laughs> and i know girls that are full of stds and dairy that they can't digest okay little koala girls koala squad the koala squad they all have ibs and chlamydia oh god <laughs> Uh, okay, anyways. 
ending on that one. Because <laughs> the next movie we have, we actually have a whole lot more to talk about. So we'll spend most of our time with this. Yeah. Uh, we, we saw the Iron Claw, which I don't know how much it was, uh, the, how much the trailer was shown before the movie actually came out, but it's a wrestling biopic on the Von Erich family. So one thing that I think will turn people off is they they'll think this is a wrestling movie it is not a wrestling movie yeah maybe it'll turn some people on you know the group of dudes that were behind us in the movie theater probably thought they were going to see some wrestling movie and they're like why is it trying to make me cry (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to feel something dog (laughs) (laughs) so um uh i i gave this a very high rating uh i thought it was a really well done biopic and study of toxic masculinity and a really good really well shot movie really well tour de force of acting from everyone involved in it and that includes zach efron yeah no i'm like i'm blown away by zach efron's performance in this yeah i've always i've never thought zach efron was a good actor um he's not like horrible but he's also not great yeah but he buffs out for this. He looks fucking ripped. He so he he turns into the role. It's one of those things where you don't see Zac Efron, you see the character. Yeah. And part of that is because he is so physically changed into the he, character. Yeah, he's like physically changed to the character. His hair is different. Like you fully believe that he is he is this guy. Um so I actually put this movie. It was the last movie we saw of the year. Mm-hmm. Like literally saw it uh, like the day before uh, New Year's, and it made it to my top ten list. Oh yeah, I mean, same. It's great. Um, I thought it was great in all fronts. Uh, so I gave it a nine because I thought it was really compelling. It had me. It had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. So another thing about this movie is I don't know if we should say spoilers or not because I mean, it is look everything it is a real family. story but I went into the movie not knowing shit about it yeah I don't know that much about uh wrestling I grew up with a nana that was really obsessed with wrestling but I'm I'm I'm, I'm not I'm a black swan girly uh yeah Ric Flair was in this movie or someone that played Ric Flair <laughs> well yeah not I know, actually I know Ric him Flair. I know I, I doesn't know rick flair yeah, i know him but i didn't really know the von erics so i don't know i was a 90s kid so they were more early 80s yeah um so i didn't really know their story so some of the stuff happening surprised me uh, yeah it almost like you there's moments where you're like no fucking way and yeah. you can't and you can't chalk it up to melodrama because it really fucking happened yeah that's what i was saying is that it's one of those like you know stranger than fiction things where if this if it was a fictional movie that had been written like this you'd be like come on he died out of nowhere like really he died (laughs) there was no build-up to that but that's like that's life man that's how people die in real life most people have no build-up to death we just die there's like barely a sign that someone's depressed or barely a sign that someone is sick and mm-hmm. then something happens. And th- so this the tragedy of this story is real, but I think it's more in the way that it was told really elevates this movie. Yeah. And also the talk, you know, there's things throughout it where 
it's obviously touching on the effects of toxic masculinity, which by default makes this a feminist movie. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we've as we've said, um, as I say, uh, patriarchy hurts. We said this in our Barbie review. We've talked about patriarchy a lot because there's a lot of movies about patriarchy because it's the number one force in the world that causes pain. Yeah, it's just really hard to explain to certain men out there, and you know who you are, because I'm related to a few of you. (laughs) Yes, a few of the ones that look (laughs) like the guys in this movie. (laughs) Where it's hard to explain that feminism also includes talking about toxic masculinity. And whenever I say toxic masculinity, I'm not talking about the fact that they were in shape and ripped and everything. It is everything else that's associated with keeping up with that body image. And a lot of that has to, you know, that that was a lot of the wrestling talk in the movie was how much they had to keep up an image and keep up with this and keep up with that with that to even be seen in the wrestling wrestling federation. And that in itself is extremely toxic. Yeah, it talked about wrestling, too. And um like i said it's it, wrestling's in the movie but it's not about wrestling right there's a few scenes of wrestling but it's not really about that you learn a lot about wrestling from the, the back from the, the backstage, backstage side yeah not the in the ring side of stuff yeah this is not a movie where it's just someone wrestling over and over again it's not that type of movie uh, it, the movie is so if if you're not familiar with how wrestling actually works you know, the, is it real? Is it fake? The answer is yes. Both are, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's real and it's fake. It, it's real in the sense that People it requires, getting- it, require, it is a major athletic event. You have to be very in shape. And you get hurt. And you a do lot. get hurt, but you don't get as hurt as they look like they're getting hurt. Right. But also, the the determination of who wins a match is sometimes not all the times predetermined Mm -hmm. uh it uh, it can be it can be predetermined when you go into a match but it also really depends on crowd reactions too so if you are you know the heel the bad guy you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. but if you're trying so that the whatever wrestling organization they kind of choose who they want to be the main character of it and that's the person they try to know eventually they evolved that too to where it did become kind of like a soap opera after a while where they would throw in a twist and do something different to keep the audience on their toes because that in itself kept people watching (laughs) yeah so it was kind of like um um a popularity contest on top of an athletic event i said they were influencers yeah so <laughs> this movie is very honest about that side of wrestling yeah like you know the wrestlers involved obviously know how it works and so they come from a wrestling legacy their dad was a wrestler but he never had a shot he never was that big mm-hmm. so he's trained his sons to try to be he's take his living place. vicariously through his sons and then you already see where it's probably gonna go from here because you're like oof yeah, and of course, um, he's played by Holt McCall- M- M- McCallany, mm-hmm. who most know from um, Mindhunter, which hopefully he's coming back. Yeah, we so, can only but hope. he he he's a character actor. He he, you're never surprised when you're like, oh, it's that guy that plays a cop. And mm-hmm. he, he's always playing angry dad, angry cop. 
he has a buzz cut <laughs> in every role he's in. Yeah, he never. He, not saying he's a bad actor. He's a good actor. No, he's a good actor. He but he does has, have a. He is he, a character actor. He is cast. Yeah, he is typecast. He is a character actor. But the um, the brothers in this, I actually we have not watched the bear. No, I need to because I hear it's really good. Yeah, maybe we'll make our way through that and maybe we'll talk about it at some point. But so Jeremy Allen White's in this too as he's, one of the brothers. Yeah, and he's, he's also in Shameless, which uh, I have watched most of Shameless and I really like him in Shameless. I didn't see that either, so I'm not super familiar with him. Um, also, I'm, every woman on the face of the planet apparently went absolutely crazy for his um, Calvin Klein ad that came out for this movie right it was like right after the movie well, release he was buff as fuck yeah and he <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah it was pretty much just him in underwear and tennis shoes on a couch no okay <laughs> sam's like mm. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> um so they everyone does a great job um i think uh one of the other things that i want to mention is uh, so, so a lot of the movie is about how the father pushes his sons into killing themselves in suicide right. by making them compete against each other. Mm-hmm. He straight up says, this one's my favorite one, but he says, this one's my favorite one. But you other guys, if you work really hard, you have a chance to be my favorite one. Yeah. And then like, he's the one making the decisions of who gets to go for the belt and, and who gets to do this. And there's other things going on. Like the mother and him never get in. The mother never gets involved with anything or puts her foot down at all. She never like anytime the one of the boys would come up to her and say, Hey, this is going on and it's not right. She's like, mm, take it up with your dad. Take it up with each other. Yeah. But one <laughs> thing I wanted to say about that I liked about the mother and the father interaction is um, like it didn't turn into a cliche. Like you, they, they, sh- like they showed that they really loved each other. Yeah. Like the mother and the father, um, th- you know, they did, they showed that he wasn't a good father, but he probably was a good husband. Right. So, it, you know, it's those, like, real life, you know, it's just like that touch of real life where it's like the, the, the if, if if this was a movie and written as a movie, they would have thrown the, a, the, the, some the, cliches in. He would have also been a horrible husband and treated his wife like shit. Yeah. Just, like, generic bad writing, but I feel like the trueness of it dictated the way the characters are in such a real way. And even for the brothers, the brothers are all good people. Yeah. Like he they show him and what was the chick's name that Is that Lily James? The chick that marries him? I think so. I guess. I don't know. Oh no. Well, yeah, so um Zach Efron's character, he's Kevin Von Eric. They show him getting married. He gets married pretty young. Is that her? You know me. I'm tricked by hair. Oh, hi. Um, she's a blonde in this, obviously. It's just Texas. It's a very he, Texas movie. Yeah, he is very mystified by hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm mystified <laughs> by hair. <laughs> you, you like, you, if you just like, they made him play peekaboo, and you're like, cover your eyes, and you undo his eye, like undo his hands and you have a different color here you'd be like who are you <laughs> <laughs> a wig object permanence every time i post a photo of myself with a wig are you like who is that girl <laughs> what are you doing on <laughs> kayla's page <laughs> 
so yeah, they they go into his romance with her a little bit, and it's very sweet. And he's like a virgin, and they like fuck in his truck. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was sweet. Um, I think I don't think I've seen any other things by this director too. Um, Sean Durkin. He does an episode of The Dead Ringers, which we have not gone around to saying, but yeah, Mr. Durkin over here. And uh, I, I, maybe I should watch his other movies because I loved this movie. Um, yeah. It, I, we, we are a Black Swan girlfriend and the wrestler Aronowski boyfriend. So um, I am partial to telling these tales of what did you call it boy boy virgin suicide it is boy virgin suicide <laughs> <laughs> this is virgin suicides for boys it pretty much is because a lot of the scenes are them like hanging out in the summer and like going to the water hole and yeah and they're all barefoot and having fun and suddenly you're like they're so mysterious. Why They're do they so keep, mysterious. Why do they keep killing themselves? <laughs> why? <laughs> it's boyfriend. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I gave it a nine. I don't know what Kayla gave it uh, before we get into some. Yeah, before we get into some of the spoilers, I think that Zac Efron. I wouldn't be mad if he won a fucking Oscar for this. No, I wouldn't be mad either. Uh, I'm gonna say that this is my emotional movie of the year. Uh, I think it actually got a tear out of me and Kayla. Yeah. Towards the end of the movie, uh, I, it was pretty much the final scene of the movie. But it's because it's real. Like, all the shit happens. You're like, oh, fuck, someone actually went through all this. It's not just fucking movie melodrama. This is someone's real life. Yeah, and then you're just kind of watching him just, like, come undone at the end of the movie. And you're like, oh, my God, what? This happened. So, like I said, spoilers, but also real life shit that happened that is known like i before we saw the movie like a friend of ours was like oh we're gonna go see that movie they're like oh yeah that story's really fucked and i'm like i don't know anything about it it could be fucked in who i don't know what way this movie's fucked it could be anything <laughs> it could be someone getting fucked i don't know what happened. I, I don't know what happens it could be fucked but it's uh fucked because so the thing in the movie is they say there's the von eric curse mm-hmm. that the father changed their names to von eric and that their um eldest son died really young yeah he died whenever he was like five years old yeah so their eldest son died really young and they said that they were cursed and then it turns out the real curse was patriarchy all along the real curse was the father (laughs) yeah the father the father was the curse and so in that sense it was the last name there's a scene later in the movie where uh zach efron is i'm jumping around some where zach efron's character or kevin is having a kid and he's like no i don't want my kid to have my last name so he gives him his maiden name yeah and he thinks that's what's breaking the curse because he's still superstitious about it but well i mean like at that point you really can't blame him it's also the father like even (laughs) even if he's being superstitious then it is the father and you want to distance yourself from the father so change your name from the father so it does make sense even even at that level so um spoilers the first major thing that happens is uh zach efron's character gets looked over and it's um 
another one of his brothers is picked. Oh, the people. Oh, by the way, the people behind us were fucking stupid making noise in the movie. And I kept hear. Kayla didn't hear what they were saying to each other, but they were, fu- they were, they couldn't tell the brothers apart. They were so fucking stupid. Yeah. They were like, who, which one's that one? Well, I don't know. Which one's that one? Wait, which is this one? That one? That's they were saying that through the whole movie. And I'm like, oh my I, God, you bunch of fucking morons. I blocked them out. <laughs> I just like heard them. I'm like, these people are like literally morons. Uh, anyway, so one of the brothers is chosen to, you know, get a title shot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's at the wedding before and he's vomiting blood up in the toilet. And, you know, Zach Efron, Kevin, goes in there and he's like, I think you should go to the doctor. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's fine. I've got to go to Japan tomorrow for the big fight. Right. So he's got to push through it because, of course, this is what his dad wants. His dad has always talked about is how much he wants a world title belt in his house. Yeah. So he goes to Japan. They don't really, they don't show any of that. They just show, it's the, the most of the movie is from the perspective of Zac Efron's character, Kevin. Uh, It does show scenes from other characters' perspectives. It's not like locked in on him. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so then you just like, here out of nowhere it's just like i said just like real life there's no build up there's no something like it's just days going by and oh hey your brother died like just hear it out of nowhere just kind of like real life you just hear about bad news no matter where you are you just you just hear it yeah it turns and, out he had a rip in his intestines or something yeah and he died even before the fight right yeah yeah so like that felt like sudden as fuck and like even in the movie you're like whoa what the fuck well i mean like yeah the him vomiting blood should have like been the, your first sign yeah, that's not normal well you know it's not like in movies where like a character starts coughing anytime a character coughs on screen you're like that guy's dead <laughs> he's that guy's gonna <laughs> die anytime someone goes <laughs> they're like oh he's dead <laughs> it was, wasn't that cliche uh so yeah he died really quickly and then the title gets moved over to um uh, that was the Jeremy Allen White character that the title got moved to. Yeah. So um, he he so Zac Efron gets looked over again, and then another brother gets the title shot, and then he actually gets the title. He gets it, and uh, so he they finally have the world title belt in the house. And then he's like drinking, and he's like, "Well, to celebrate, I'm going to drink and then drive, drive my, my motorcycle." motorcycle. And because he, even though he won the title belt, he's still pretty depressed over his brother dying. Right. So he drives his motorcycle and gets into a horrible motorcycle wreck. And that le- yeah, he, he has to have part of his leg amputated. And yeah, he loses part from his like shin down yeah. of one of his legs. So he doesn't die right off. Like one of the other brothers wasn't even into wrestling and he wanted to get into music and they kind of forced him and pressured him into it. Yeah. And it's like around this part of the movie where they're like, well, your brothers are gone. You're whatever life path that you were trying to do instead. No, your dad's paying attention to you now. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. like he's disappointed. He's lost one son and the other one. And then of course, you know, Kevin, Zach Efron's character, he's, he pretty much gets like looked at, you know, he, his dad is picking all of his other brothers other than him too. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, he's try he gets the other brother in, into it, who was really trying to have a career outside of wrestling. And then he gets him into it too. 
And then uh, what's the next major event that happens? Is this where uh, Kevin really has more of a shot and they have the Ric Flair scene? <laughs> so yeah. Later. So the guy that plays Ric Flair is hilarious. He is really Because Ric Flair was hilarious. He does the whole woo! <laughs> Dude, I love, I love Ric Flair. <laughs> so uh, uh, this might have been a little later in the movie. Maybe. After the second, after the first suicide, maybe. Was it? Spoilers, there's a suicide. There's two suicides. There, there's, there's two kermitting of sewer slides mm-hmm. in this for you weaker at heart people. Trigger warnings, kermitting sewer slides. Well, I, you know, I'm so sorry, everyone, but this is shit that happens to people. <laughs> Go see a therapist. <laughs> most of us have had to have friends and stuff that have committed suicide, and I just don't... I you don't mean pers- I'm I'm being serious right now. <laughs> I am too. I'm being it's serious because stupid. It, we have to talk it, like this. I and before anyone comes out like does any comments or anything that I just don't I do. I've I've had friends commit suicide and I still feel that the the topic itself I mean, I've been I feel, down the rabbit hole where I've felt bad enough that I did not want to be here anymore. You wanted to unaliven to yourself? I wanted to unaliven to myself very badly. I've been that low in my life. You and- wanted to Kermit unaliven? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my point. Fuck you if you use this language in, in any way. Do, to, like, all you do is kind of like make it a comedy joke at that point. It is a joke. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not. It's a serious fucking topic and, and you, skirting and, around the issue you because ignore, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and if you don't want to talk about it, it doesn't matter because that thing still exists and it's a real problem. And now we can't talk about it now. Now because of you assholes, we can't say the word suicide on a fucking podcast because then it gets downvoted in the algorithm. You can't say you can't say this shit on tiktok you can't say it on youtube look what you did now we can't talk about this serious thing in a serious way and now you have people on tiktok that are trying to have serious conversations about suicide and they're having to say hey if you feel really sad don't kermit unalive yourself like you've made it a joke go fuck yourself if you use this language yeah, you've you've made it a joke at this point and you've made it to where people that probably you know because online culture and stuff is a huge thing now and people that do probably need help at at some point and maybe they just have a moment where they post online it comes off as a fucking joke <laughs> so yeah the uh, fuck you pc culture you've actually made things worse yeah no i agree that's my my rant for the day i was actually trying to be serious because i do feel very strongly about the subject i had a friend that killed himself whenever we were in high school and it's really hard and no one should go through that. No one should feel that way. But at the same time, it's reality. It happens. If you can't listen to, if you can't watch a TV show or listen to someone say the word suicide without it being a trigger for you, go seek help right now. Like That's, changing the word to something I am, else. I, I am not personally responsible for your reactions to words and stop trying to hold everyone responsible for it. If you are that sensitive to it, log the fuck out. I don't care, but I am not responsible for it. So anyways, back to the <laughs> review of the movie. After that tangent of why we hate people. <laughs> I mean, it's I just don't agree with toning yourself down in a serious subject. It's a serious subject. And whenever you try to make me say, Kermit sewer slide, or I don't want to be alivent anymore, it just sounds like I'm making a fucking stand-up joke. I mean, it's, it's the same thing we've talked about rape, of how now we've... People 
we can't talk about that too. These topics that need to be normalized and talked about, they've now become even more censored than they ever have been before. Right. So in an attempt to try to help people, quote, quote, they've made it even harder to talk about these subjects and you have actually hurt people. So if you are one of those people, go Kermit something to yourself. I was going to say, instead of holding everyone else accountable for your sensitivities, maybe go outside and start rallying for better health care access for yeah. mental health accessibility. Because that's clearly what everyone needs start at that point. Start killing insurance executives. <laughs> yeah. Stop holding, stop holding it against everyone else and actually go to the root cause of it, which is lack of mental health access. Anyway, <laughs> vote for better politicians. Push your grandma down the stairs. <laughs> We're wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this whole tangent. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, the first no way that happens later. No, they're, they're, no, 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 no. Yeah. He, so, yeah, he can't he can't uh, the, the first one, the one other... loses leg and then the brother steps up and he ends up getting. So no, this is this is this, this is the fun. fucking craziest thing, because the oh, the brother that was really in the music, the one that was the soft and sensitive one, who tried to step up, he gets his shoulder like I guess probably his rotator cuff or something knocked out of place in a match, and he goes into surgery for a routine shoulder surgery, and the surgeon comes back and says that he went he he went into toxic shock syndrome during you know you know toxic shock syndrome all my girlies know what this is because we all ran a tampon box (laughs) um and if you left a tampon in you for more than eight hours you were like oh my fucking god i'm I'm gonna gonna die die. (laughs) i've been around women that have been like that (laughs) i've done that a few times (laughs) i need it out now (laughs) and after seeing this movie you'd be like that's toxic shock get away from me <laughs> he he went in the routine so- shoulder surgery that was supposed to be quick and easy, and he gets toxic shock syndrome during the surgery, spikes a fever of 107 for two hours straight during the surgery, and comes up completely brain damaged. Yeah. And like I said, this is one of those things, like, you can't write this shit. <laughs> like, imagine writing this shit like, this into is, a movie. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? All those times I accidentally left my tampon in for 10 hours, <laughs> I feel so lucky now. Like I said, you can't write this type of shit. Like, it's just like, it's just like trauma porn, but it really happened. <laughs> like, like, if you wrote a story about, like, brothers that died and this is the way that it happened, like... Like it, it's absurd. Like that, that that series of events that he got brain damage is like that's crazy. Like no wonder they felt like they were cursed. But yeah. the curse really was they were pushing themselves too hard because of their dad, and that's why they all got hurt in some way or the other because they were pushing themselves too hard. They were pushing themselves too hard to be masculine and strong, and obviously, whenever you're trying to be that masculine and strong, they were also were not fully talking about their feelings so yeah this is where that brother uh takes sleeping pills and wanders off into a field so this oh my god no this entire sequence broke my heart because he is obviously very very brain damaged at this point and he's like we said he's the brother that's in the music and he's trying to play his guitar and he can't he can't he can't play his guitar anymore that fucking broke my heart 
And then, yeah, he he uh, takes a bunch of pills and then walks off into the woods by himself. Yeah. So, like, his brothers find him in the woods and try to go looking for him. He leaves, like, a little note that's, yeah. like, basically saying, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so, that's brother number two, three, if you count the one that was five. That we, was, we never met that brother. You, never, you meet him towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um. So... That's two brothers down. One of them doesn't have a leg or doesn't have part of it. It doesn't have a foot. Yeah, it doesn't have his foot. And then it, he and he uh, continues trying to wrestle. Yeah, he's found a way to like put on a prosthetic boot to but try it, to. But it hurts him. Like he yeah. pushes himself. He's and in physical pain. Yeah. And I think this is the scene where uh, you know Kevin Von Erich is trying for the belt now. Yeah. And he has his fight with Ric Flair, and he pretty much gives up in a match. No, he he beats Ric Flair up. That was it. He gets disqualified for he, beating He the sh- beat the shit out of him. Yeah, so like... <laughs> like, for real. And yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, he for real beat the shit out of Ric Flair. Like, just like, not fight, not not playing anymore. And he just starts punching him in the face. Yeah. And the ref has to end the match and disqualify him and pull him off. And then Ric Flair comes back after, back into the locker room after the show. Because, of course, the father is like, lecture him like what the fuck man and rick flair is like that was great i had so much fun i would do a rematch with you any day yeah. <laughs> he's like you want to come back to my hotel room here's my number i mean yeah yeah <laughs> see rick flair like it was an exhibition match so it wasn't a title match but uh it, like rick flair kind of just saw it as like that was for the audience that was that was the show yeah that's the show biz it's for the audience like that was great show business and huh. uh, so the way that he's here he saw it and was like he doesn't care that he can get his jobs to get his face bashed in and he's just like it doesn't matter i like i still won i still get to look like but it, it, that's the thing with wrestling it matters it, that develops the drama of the story in wrestling right and that actually would help that but but kevin von eric at this point was pretty much done this is where he starts trying to walk away from wrestling yeah and that's makes his brother try it even more and just like hurt his legs even more trying to get back into it mm-hmm uh, so, so like I said, Kevin starts trying to pull away and that's when he has a kid and changes his name and he has several kids by the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, that's a, a little after, like once he completely, like, so he, his, his father is like, st- they, they had a gym and a TV show. Mm-hmm. I like the stuff with the TV show because that's how those like wrestle TV shows were back then. They're interesting. The, the wrestle talk guys in Knoxville are great people too. Uh, just like those, the, the whole thing of like wrestle TV stuff is like really, really f- interesting TV to me. Um, even well, not big mainstream wrestling because Vince McMahon's a piece of shit that is still alive and like has destroyed lives and careers and continues to do so. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no more tangents. <laughs> um, so he has a gym and um he's he's thinking about selling the gym and of course the dad's like i will disown you if you sell the gym um so that's when like towards the end of the movie where the next suicide happens yeah so jeremy allen white's character no they have the thanksgiving was it thanksgiving or christmas it was christmas yeah and he comes in and um he's He's wrestling again, doing matches and stuff, and uh, he brings a he brings a girl with him that he ends up saying this to some random girl, and he gives his dad a what what was it? it was, what gun was it? 
Like, I don't know. It's some gone. Yeah, it was like a Smith & Wesson or yeah. something. And, and he's like, use it! Limited edition Smith & Wesson. And, uh... And, you know, he's acting like he's all good and everything, and his dad's all proud of him and stuff. And then, uh... What was it? Later on that night, he calls Kevin. Kevin yeah. He calls Kevin, and he's actually coming unglued, and, um... Not he's clearly not okay, and he's saying that he's going to lose everything, and that they're actually going to phase him out of matches, and he's he's done, like he's done with wrestling, and he doesn't really see anything happening in his life anymore. And then Kevin, Kevin calls his dad, and is like, "Hey, uh, I, I can't, I keep forgetting that brother's name." Um, Carrie. Carrie. Carrie's not okay right now. Carrie needs help. We need to go find Carrie right now. He's in a hotel room. And yeah, he's, he's like, you need to be there for him. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you need to be there for him. I mean, he's right. You know, the dad should have, you know, picked everything up right then and gone and been there for his son. That's probably the one person he needed to talk to. And the dad is like, take it up with your brother. Yeah, and he blows him off. Yeah. So then the next day, he goes... You know, he can't contact Carrie. Mm-hmm. And then he goes over to his dad's house. And you already know what happens. He already, everyone knows what happens. I think he hears a shot. Does, do you hear the shot or you not? You hear the shot. Yeah, you yeah. hear the shot. So, yeah, he breaks into his family's house, takes the gun back, and then walks out in the front yard and kills, and kills himself. himself in front of a tree. Yeah. And then that's where he attacks his dad and blames his dad for his... I was almost... Re- I was like, I know that... I know for sure in the story that he doesn't kill his dad, but you're almost like rooting for it at that point. You're like, I don't know, maybe make this fiction fucking kill your dad. Like I said, <laughs> if it was a if it was a script, it was if it was a script instead of based on real life, maybe he would have. Yeah, but he, you know, he yeah he physically fights his dad at this point and is like, you should have been there for him. You needed to watch over him, and uh, and he 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 walks away from his dad at this point like entirely. He sells the gym. Yeah, he he steps away from his family, and he's like, he has his own family. He makes his own family. He kind of cuts contact with his dad and blames his dad, as he should, for the deaths of his brothers. No, he should, yeah. No, it was was justified to blame. You know, obviously, like, people have their own choices in situations like that, but you have an obligation as a parent as well to actually give a shit about your kids, and he didn't, so that's why this happened yeah they kind of have a sweet like fantasy afterlife scene of all the brothers together with a younger brother yeah that was sweet but it wasn't the it wasn't the heart the one that got me because i was like eh, you know i've seen this done um after they do that where they have like the little scene of all the brothers meeting up in the afterlife and it, I thought I did think it was cute that the little the little one ran up and he's like, "You're my older brother," and it's like a some five year old. Mm. <laughs> um, but after this, Zac Efron is with his family. They have a they have a nicer house now. He has more kids at this point, and this is what got me and Sam because <laughs> they're he's outside and he's watching his sons play football with each other, and he's just watching them. And you can just see on his face, like, he is just like, this man has been through it. He's been through the ringer. <laughs> and then uh, and he starts crying. He just starts crying. And, like, that entire buildup of, like, you witnessing men not being able to really feel their emotions and 
there was times where Zac Efron's character was just like in bed staring out, obviously depressed and still forced to get up. They and- showed scenes of him like when he was going through all of his brother's deaths and suicide that it nearly broke up him and his wife because he distanced himself from him and started sleeping in the gym. He was, he was convinced that if he was near them that his kid would die. Yeah, because he was saying that he was cursed and he blamed himself for a lot of it. Right. Um, but obviously him and his wife mended things. And um, so he just starts crying. And this is what got me was that his kids stop and they're like, what's wrong? And he was like, I was a brother once. And I just miss having brothers. And then his kids go, we'll be your brothers. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Why do they do that? <laughs> well, he also says, uh, he says, like, I'm sorry for crying. Yeah. And they're like, it's okay to cry. I cry every day. <laughs> yeah. So, it was sweet. Uh, probably the most emotional we've been through any movie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get an emotion, like me to actually cry in a movie and it's not because i don't feel emotion it's just because i've seen so many movies that i i know when they're trying to make me cry yeah we're not easily manipulated and like a lot of movies try to use manipulative music cues and when you're so so a lot of times if you're feeling an emotion that's really strong in a movie uh and if you're crying in a movie anytime that that's happening to you just stop for a second and think Am I being manipulated by... Because movies are movies are emotional manipulation. Mm. They're either, you know, they're trying to scare you. They're trying to make you cry. They're trying to make you laugh. Like, movies are emotional manipulation. And that's one of the reasons I fucking love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want them to manipulate my emotions. I, I, I want, want them to, to feel do genu- something. I, yeah, I want to feel something in this world. Uh, I want it to be genuine, though. And so, it, when you're crying in a movie, you need to stop and you need to think, what is, why, what is causing this? Is the music swelling and I'm just having a response to the music? Or am I having a response to the actions that have happened that have led up to this? Right. And this, in this movie, it was an accumulation of everything that's happened to this real life person. Yeah, and he's just like, I I used to be a brother and I miss being a brother. And I, I started feeling it. I started feeling it in my chest. <laughs> I have three brothers. And I was like, I'm not a brother, obviously. I'm their sister. But I was still like, oh. <laughs> and uh, and then whenever they were like, it's okay to cry. I cry every day. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he's like, we'll be your brothers. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they show the real life picture. They're like, he builds his own family. He steps away from wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, really great movie. One of the best of the year. I would be happy to see Zach Efron get an Academy Award for this. He was fantastic in it. Yeah. I uh, hope to see, I hope to see Jeremy Allen White in more movies. He's done mostly shows at this point. Yeah. Well, I think he got a, a Emmy for the bear. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched the bear, but I hear it's really good. I, I need to put it on my list to watch. He, he's been, he's been awarded, but Zach Efron's mostly like, I hated the movie that he, um, the intolerably cruel or whatever the ted bundy movie it was fucking shit like, yeah i didn't so like that he's he's tried some different roles and it hasn't worked out but this one he, you could tell that he put all of it into it emotionally physically uh zach efron's a great actor so the end that's it for this week <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> the end don't be scared to actually talk about hard subjects because you using stupid words on social media to hide it actually hurts everybody right 
anyway <laughs> if you want to follow our movie facebook group where and engage with us in there and post whatever you want um i think i don't think we have any more corn bots in there (laughs) (laughs) we had a problem with the with a bunch of like porn bots posting things into the group because it's a public group and i was like this has nothing to do with movies like the plot in this one sucks (laughs) (laughs) he's moving her plot forward the the only the only porn movie that we watch is caligula that's our favorite valentine's day movie (laughs) romance but our facebook group name is unhinged movie misfits and our instagram page is at unhinged movie podcast and follow us on Letterboxd if you want, and we will catch you all next episode. Bye. I think you just like boobs. Uh, maybe I just like boobs. I think you just like boobs. 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 Boo, 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 boobs. These people are like literally morons. <laughs> boobs. 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 Boobs, 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 boobs,